Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews number 15. I'm Jesse I and I'm recording this on unceded lands, land traditionally owned by the Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation in the city which is now known as Melbourne in Australia. I want to pay my respects to the Indigenous peoples of these lands and indeed all Indigenous people both here in Australia and worldwide. This episode features the first interview I ever did in Jamaica on my first day in Kingston back in 2002. A few people have asked me how I came to get started interviewing people in Jamaica. It all started here, at Black Scorpio Studios on Malines Road, with one of the biggest figures in Jamaican music. Literally, he's a very, very tall and imposing figure. Maurice Johnson, aka Jack Scorpio. Back in the early 2000s, it was very common for Jamaican vinyl records to include a phone number on the label. Before I left home to go to Jamaica for the first time, I copied down a bunch of these numbers from my favourite labels, and I just decided to try calling them when I was there. On my first day in Kingston, Black Scorpio was one of the first numbers I called and I simply asked to interview the boss himself, Jack Scorpio. An hour or so later, there I was, sitting in his office admiring all of his horse racing photos. I've kept in contact with Jack over the last 20 years and I'm proud to call him a friend. I think of him as a real gentleman of Jamaican music, neither the most well-known producer nor the most well-known sound system operator, but a giant at both and undoubtedly a legend, quietly contributing for decades. Jack was the one who really opened the doors for me in Jamaica on my first visit, and everything flowed from there. After I interviewed him, he asked me who else I was interested in speaking to, and before I knew it, I had interviews and dubplate sessions lined up all day. Luciano, Turbulence, Everton, Blender and Pinchers, amongst others. Once you have a few contacts in the Jamaican industry, it kind of snowballs from there. I think the old six degrees of separation thing would be more like three degrees in Jamaica. So the rest is history after this day. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Black Scorpio producer Jack Scorpio, Kingston, Jamaica, 2002. Right now I'm coming to you from Black Scorpio studio right here in Kingston, Jamaica. With me right now is the big man himself, Jack Scorpio. Thank you for joining me here on Chant Down Babylon. Yes, my brother. It's a pleasure to be here with you, you know. Yes, sir. Thanks and praise. Every Every time. time. Alright, I'd like to start at the beginning, I always do this in all interviews, get a little background just on your personal life, um, maybe if you could tell us, you know, whereabouts you were born, when you were born, what life was like growing up. Well, boy, it's a way back when, but I was born in Kingston, actually Kingston um, Hospital in the city of Kingston of Jamaica, you know, growing up with a, my father was a very poor man, he used to sell food around town and I used to actually go there on the road, so... It's a really rough life growing up, but end up he died in the early like 69, 70s, and within those years actually, I get involved in the music. Growing up as a, as a person who loved music, you know, my first music what I bought was like a little grip, really, you know, where you have this turntable in one side and the um, the, the little speaker on the other side. Yeah. So you know, my love for music is about when I was about 69. Right. 1969, and that carried me to one the sound, you know, to, you know, I used to name that little dish the Special Eye. It was like, you know, it was so special to me, so I give it the name Special Eye. And, you know, I changed it in 1970, 71, because of the political, political reason in Jamaica. It was like, one part was saying high up and one was saying power, so with my specialized sound was too much close uh. to that party, so, and I didn't want to get myself involved in political affairs, so I changed it back to the sign of my bird, which I'm a Scorpio, you know, Same. we born the 2nd of November, so 
my sound changed to Black Scorpio from 1970. Right. Now from the sound system, bring forth artists like General Tree, Sassafras, you know, people like Yellowman, Chabarankin, mm -hmm. coming from way back when, you know, we actually used to tour the whole of Jamaica, uh, from country to country, town, all over, in all the cities, all the places. We end up traveling all of England, I mean, yeah. France, and all over the world, actually, Black Scorpio sound system. Now, we continue with that sound till way up right back in 1978, when I actually start to see the music developing up more with the artists, like people like Sassafras. There was a virus going around in 1978, 79, called Pink Eye. It was like a disease. And, um, you know, we actually come up with an idea to make a song about the disease, but there was nobody to produce it. And um, actually, I, you know, because of the sound system and, you know, in the valve in the music, I just, so I take the first chance of producing that song. Mm -hmm. And that's where the production starts. So I produced Pink Eye with. Sassafras was my first song and we went on, yeah, I mean it do a fairly well because of the virus and the yeah. whole everybody used to having that virus so it, you know, keep a little momentum but we didn't stop there, we went on to produce a song named Pucker Jump which went straight to number one, that was my first number one song right. with Sassafras and you know that worked up more, more in the music industry actually we have artists now who they are on the set. Our sound was at the being those days, my sound was the number one sound in Jamaica from 1980 to 1979, All the world, 80 going up to 90, Black Scarf was the number one sound actually. Yeah. And um, we rose from that till we build artists like General Trees, and you know, we keep rolling, and that's where you know we end up. When I just start recording, I used to rent Channel One recording studio. Right. Okay. Now, you know, till I build my own recording studio, I used to be a fan of Tubbies. I used to be at Tubbies cutting my dub plates and for my sound system. And, you know, Tubbies was a, like a, a father, brother, an inspired man to me who give me all my, you know what I mean, real understanding about studio. Right. You know, because me and Jamis was like two young youth yeah. going to Tubbies, you know, and you know, we have we have Jamis having soul, me have my soul, we're gonna look at dog plate and you know, with you know, with the idea up and deal and see the whole work and you know, to be honest, you know, that is how me really get to get involved to be that studio. It's going to Tubbies and right. seeing Tubbies studio, see the whole thing and it yeah. inspire me. And mm -hmm. I build my studio in the early 80s, you know, so I was at, you know, where, now where you at here now, this is my second, I mean, location with Trudeau, for I was at um, Malines Road and come. I was at Edley Avenue, then leave, move okay. to Malines Road now. So how long have you been here now? Well, I just here about three years now, okay. really. But I was down the other place from, you know, way back, yeah. from early, you know, as I said, we started the sound system from in there from 69, 70 and you know gradually we, we leave, we never leave there until about three years ago. Hmm. And by leaving it's just because of the downturn. I would have, I would, to, it would tell a lie. It's more like, you know, the people I'm just kind of scared, my customers and the guys and most of you know, everything in Jamaica, sometimes it's good and you have to go, after your business grow, 
then I think you have to try to grow with it. Right. You understand yeah. me? So, and people is coming from all over the world, and it might offer the main, and I was trying to get to the main to get people more relaxed and more comfortable. Yeah. And this is what I remember reason. This is what this place was at really it was a home or a bar, but I just turned it to, you know, it's yeah. true though, it's more relaxable for people. You know. Yeah, it is. It's comfortable. Like. Well, so many people say, you know, Kingston Studios, yeah. people around want money, want this, yeah. want that, hassles. Yeah. They come in and here, you know. They don't get a hassle. This so, is the great thing yeah. here, you know. You might go somewhere like, you know, like a guy, you know, I know me, they will, you know. Because it's music, it carries a vast crowd, yeah. and it carries the good and the bad. But as a reason, this jacket, I mean, you're going to have to get yourself adjusted. And as you tell him to listen, I'm from Australia, and I mean, I'm here. I'm a real this jacket. Yeah. You know, these guys will honor you the way I want to be with you. You know, things like that. I mean, I love people like you guys. Because what is my main aim, you know, is to keep spreading reggae music as far as it can reach. Yep. So, you understand? So what, what is it that motivates you to, what gives you that drive to want to spread reggae music? Though? Because, you know, as I say, it's, it's something where really growing me. I love it. I used to admire artists like um, um, Delroy Wilson. When I, me and Delroy was the same age group guy, maybe my little bit older me dying now. But Delroy is the one LP named Good All Over, and that real LP inspired me a lot in my life and my career today. But that LP was my first LP I bought. And it has so many good messages and so many mm -hmm. good things to say. Yep. And that is one thing, my, you know, I always admire that LP and those songs and that LP. And I think that. It's one of my greatest success in the music. What I think it do for me, it make I love reggae music to the maximum. And it make I keep on producing it and keep on. I mean, I, I, I teach so many people. I help mm. so many young artists, you know, try to show them the right way, the right thing, the right thing in it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, 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 it's like, the music where you put on the tape and the message that it sent to the world as long as the lyrics is right. It means so much mm. to us all. Mm. And I think that is what made Bob Marley so successful today. You know, I'm not I'm maybe not a singer and an artist, mm. but what I do, I try to produce the right song. Yeah. You know what I mean? That keep the you know, the music alive. Yeah. No, you have enough producers not like me for enough of them. Really, I know you try the business, yeah. And in regards to the quick money things yeah. for them, you are sort of But I don't take that trend there. Mm. What I try to do is try to, you know, keep it on a level where it's respect by the people. That's why yeah. in my labor, you know, like I couldn't put out song what I could get a money, song what could give me a quick door. Mm. But you know, I can't look at it that I, I, I you know. You know, I I try to build it in a level that it can reach the whole world and a man can say Scorpio is one of the producers who do some good work. Yeah. You know, and this is why I you know, I love it and I will tell you the truth. I will always try my best to keep it to the level of where, you know, the message can be understandable because I think that is what reggae music is about. Yeah. It just said positive message. A universal message. A universal message yeah. that people can understand what it's all about. We, 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 I cannot take the hardest who is saying the negative message. Mm. And it sort of destroys us. Yeah, well, that's why it's the same 
for me on the radio, I don't play. All I play is conscious music. It has to oh, be positive great. music because I would, I would, I would, I would, you know, I'm for that. Yeah. Keep it that way, mm. brother. You know. That's but you know, enough. I think it's changing a bit now because it was really getting out of control. And this is why enough people don't hear about me. And I say hear about me. Because I, I'm not going to produce a ninja man who tell me about Pierre Gunn. Mm. No disrespect to ninja. I love him and I love mm. every artist. Yeah. I love every one of them because I record everybody. I have five albums with the yellow man. Yeah. And I don't, but I've known with him, I tell you about underneath the lady or over the lady or what have you about it. I mean, you might say something about the lady, but it's not something conscious or something nice. Yeah, yeah I understand, I'm showing, and it's just like it's DJ ever known from Jamaica. When I said slack, him, did so slack that people were saying that. But, and, 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 and all, I, with me as a producer, I always say the DJ who slack and talk about woman as long as it's something positive about her. Mm. I would not call him that DJ Slack. You know why I call Slack? The one who I tell you about gun and kill and murder. Yeah, me too. I think those are the Slack DJs. Yeah. I those are the one who make the music look like it don't work nothing. Yeah, because that's the negative message. That's the negative message. For we all love a man. You don't exactly. think they music. Can't fight. You can't, you can't, we can't fight the girls. Right, you can't fight them. We have to, you know, make them feel good. Mm. That's what I said. And I think that those days when the yellow man was saying that, boy, girl, you're fat or you're rare. I, I didn't see it as no negative approach. I, it, it didn't more positive one to one right now. People laugh. It keep you amusing. It keep you, you know what I mean? This is why I want to listen to this guy. If this guy going to be feel good. Yeah. No, you know, it changed. And I think we need to see ourselves otherwise and, and try to make it come back to a level mm. where, you know, that's the reason why I try to even make certain songs from recently. Like making more like live the music, mm. getting the musician back in the studio. You know, the artist must come with a positive message and I can go down and sit down and make a good positive rhythm what can lead to, you know. Yeah. Now, as I'm talking, this is my son. I don't really produce hip-hop, but it actually is my son. He's like from America. So I'm trying to put him in... in and it's just a scene that I'm telling him. Even if it's hip-hop, it's got to be something, message of what can say. When people listen, they know, yes, it's something. Yeah. But understandable. Yeah. Well, well Speaking of the slackness and stuff, I know there's a lot of controversy in Jamaica at the moment about lyrics and curse words, you know, people getting taken to jail or court for swearing. Right. As a producer, what do you think about that issue? And do, you, do you ever exercise any control? Like, do you tell an artist, you know, don't yeah, say that word yeah. or do you let them run things themselves? Or? Well, in our, in, our, in our case like that, I think the artists them Really, I'm not saying, for, I, I, I think it's not fair for the younger audience. Like, if you keep in a stage show and it's a stage show, because I think, again, stage show is supposed to limit the age. Yeah. With a age group where, mm -hmm. you know, if you're under 16, you know what I mean, you don't supposed to come to that show mm -hmm. because there's going to be things going to be saying where you don't supposed to be there to hear. Now, I think them should take a stand with that. Now, this time I'm taking about the artists them cursing bad words, which I don't say it's not a right one. But I, I'm not thinking I'm saying that. What, they make it get out of control and get out of hand until this point and you're taking a stand now against them where I think it's good and it's bad for the artist. But I, 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 I said you must 
if you have in a show where you have an artist, it's how this artist has survived. Like if him curse a word and might be some man said the and some man say depends on what you say mm. and you get your response from saying that. Then you should um have a limit. I mean, as I said, you know, express it to the people who is coming to this show. This is what we're going to look for. This is what happened. But if it's a show where it's going to accommodate kids, then you're going to have to go watch what you said. It's just like on a TV show. It's like you're watching a sex movie. It's there. It's 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 legal, but you can't show it, make a kid see. Yeah, and they're not going to show. They're not going to show. Right. So you know, I'm just saying that this this is how these guys might survive, mm. and you know. I would have said, listen, if you're going to this show, like a show the, on the beach where yeah. all the kids, no, you can't use the batteries in the contract, then it must be sticked up that mm. there is none there. But I think you should, everybody should have a fair chance to have, you know, I mean, mm. it's a free world and it's mm. a free country. So, listen, give a man a chance to set him freedom. I mean, yeah. the man can't say at this part here, because this is at school. This is where children yeah. are, so we can't come at school, come say this. Yeah. But we have a big people place where we go, we suppose we can talk our free, and now kids are there, nobody lets us. Yeah. And this is where I come back to, it's just like, you, you have sex movie downtown, in, in, and you can't go in there and buy it, and then kids are under here, you can't go in there and buy it, yeah. because they don't supposed to buy that, they don't supposed to watch that. So, you know, I'm not going to say, yeah, you're right, it's a lack of a curse, a word, at that point. No. I think... We're supposed to know where in supposed to have him freedom of speech can say his word just like every other yeah. person. And then if there's place where you can't say it, then you just can't say it there. Yeah. And you know, that's no why that's my opinion about that part of it. Right. So how how have things obviously with the sound running from, you know, the early days, seventies, straight through the eighties, nineties, how have you seen the reggae industry or the reggae scene change over that time? Like a lot of changes, obviously. Very, a lot of changes. And right. the rise of dance hall, like what, what, I mean, how do you view, it seems like, it seems like now there's, the scene is sort of divided between the roots and the dance hall. It seems like, they both get played on the radio and everything, but it does seem like, you know, there's a big difference between the you dance hall beats and the artists that voice on those beats and the more rootsy rhythms. Yeah, there's a difference with it because really and truly the nowadays artists now is like they have a different composure with the music and um most of what is happening now, the dance hall, you know, is to be to be honest, you know, it's a new generation system. It's just it's something where you're gonna have to work with if you need to stay in the business because these are as I said again, a next young set of youth and like you like him, you like, you know, even so well then twenty, you fifteen, sixteen, seven, twenty, growing up. Them is mostly for the dancer. There is no way for the roots music. Mm. They will in a some sense, you know, so automatically some of them really get to love the roots. But you find the youth them is more like the youth them is more like them is more like um, for the dancer, which is the younger generation, and 
I don't really see nothing wrong with the dance hall again. I didn't know that part of music. Mm. I see it as a help to the whole society of Jamaica. It helped, you know what I mean, the industry. It helped the music. Now, my concern with dance hall music is just some of the lyrics that they put in dance hall. But dance hall music is just another help to Jamaican music and I think it's nothing bad for yeah. people love it. Yeah. It is well beloved all over the world. But as I said again, sometimes all of what all the negative part of it is just what the artist said. Yeah. And what they produce. And I think that is where the problem lies. But I don't see no problem with dancing. I mean, for dancing, it's the same hip hop. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just like when you hear him say, yeah. just talk. Play the rhythm to him and just make the melody, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Now, it's what you said. And what you actually do, even when you perform to the people. Then. Because I think dancing is just. I do, I'm going to tell you the honest truth of God love. I just see a very small little difference with dancehall and red and, and, and real. Very little. Yeah, little. well, a guy like Sizzler can obviously do a roots and culture tune or he can do a. A girl tune while I'm a top yeah. woman. Yeah, Take off the saying. drawers. Yeah. Oh, God, they look at that. Take off the drawers, keep it down. That I said, look, yeah. that's a good one about this tune. Yeah. Big tune. Big, 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 big. When, when, when you're voicing artists, how do you decide which artists you want to record with? Well, you know, you know, over the years, as a man, as a, as a, as a, as a um, what do you call it now? I mean, all of the artists, them, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, this from some of these are before them born, so, yeah. when them born, them, you know, I mean, I'm about Scorpio, so, them always come to me, I mean, like, I'm not going to name tell them now because you name Capital and I want to run it down and vice versa. Capital has been coming to me before. I have dreams of going to reach him to, 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 to the stage of his career. Yeah. It's just like a Shabba ranking. It's like a Beanman. I've been vicing Beanman from about 13 years old, 12, 13. And me advice. I mean, yellow man, name them. So, with me now, once, how oh, I do with artists, I'm going to tell you my main approach now with a younger. If I hear an artist, I'm a, and maybe in those days, maybe there would be sound, an artist might come to something. Yeah. So, I always keep a Thursday night gig and then come, come show them expertise. And if him sound good, I'm going to say to him, alright, come on, it's true, though, for your sound away. And if him comes to Father Jack, boy, I'm going to hear my sound, and me, me, that man, I never discourage him, I just say, alright, come on, it's true, that. Trying, and you know, like Papa San, his first hit song is made with for him, right? You know, and I want a man who can just listen to you and be there from there. And if you don't sound good, we can say, No, it's not gonna work, yeah. You have to do this, and we can hear your one go, and we just know, say, Yes, you have great potential. It's just like him, you know. I just hear me, hear me now, and I say, but why is so good enough? And I just know, but, all right, this is enough man, or enough other producer, not going to give a young artist a chance. A chance. Mm -hmm. They want to know so they're going to look for a capital or a yeah. bounty. Well, they guarantee. Enough man now take their money and buy no young artist. And don't give no young artist a chance. 
the great thing that him jammed to like me, but the great thing with me and jammed we have the record. We don't own good be the artist with the name. I mean, I don't own the one to buy the artist with the name being the man. I'm going to roll it down to the name bouncing. It's like when I skip skip, we just take all the artists. Like all when Bujo bust big and I couldn't get no Bujo. I mean, go buy his mega band and go eat with mega bigger than him. Yeah. Sound boy can eat the whole world bigger and just sound like Bujo. Yeah. For me, you take a last one, so like an expert and produce and give hell to if you don't mind, sharp and some you steal. So, you know, I would just hear an artist and, you know, give him that instinct and just, you know, one of the greatest things with me and my label. When a young artist really get a chance to voice a song and my label, mm. it is like you open up a mold morale. Then, you see, when you do, do that now, it's like, for them to do the time for Melly and going carry to the biggest producer in Jamaica and say, well, Scarpe advise me, you know. Yeah. No, that alone is an instinct and a push for him big mm. time. And that woke him up and gave him more encouragement to because one next thing I me have, most rage man respect me. Them sometimes they don't even uh, I heard on RFM since I've been here, I've heard them bigging up Jack Scorpio a bit in the last couple of weeks. Right, you um, see what yeah. I'm talking about. They yeah. always big me up and sometimes them they have to look for them just take my record. I send my record to go down there. Like what about a test test everybody record. I did really the jacket just take my another street for the turntable. Find some trust card play now nah, do not know I can't play. But them know. Yeah. I so that kind of standard they may have. So you know, let me tell you, these are some of the things that me try to build, try to create the music is to keep it to the standard of and if you can build a new artist, you build a new artist. But yeah. enough of them not doing it. Yeah. No producer don't want to give a young artist a chance. Yeah, that's not right. For me, I, I, for me personally, I love hearing a new artist. That's exciting to me to of hear course. new talent. New that's all the way that this Jack you're supposed to love that. Yeah. Some of these years that this Jack here to them, they're the one. Them, no, them, at least maybe but, well, Jamaica dominated reggae music. Now you have built reggae in your country, which me appreciate what you're doing. Now, after you get to build that thing in your country, why have other this jacket why come on? Mm. I'm not sure. And this is how the competition comes in. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, as I said, you can build a, have a standard, mm. and your standard can stand forever. Well, that's, I think, we're getting off track a little bit, but I think that's one of the things. When I moved to, I've only been living in Melbourne for five years. I moved there from the country up in the bush in Australia. And when I moved, the reggae scene was dead but the reason was there was people playing reggae but they were playing crap reggae you know they were playing if Maxi not not yeah, to not to say Maxi Reese is crap but no I mean what I'm going to say they're going to have seen some name and some some has one some then now you know they know I come down to all the same because you get to you them yeah. and the same like when I play a sizzle and maybe you look for a next command you know yeah. that is the key so that, and that's that's the thing that we've done with the radio and the sound is we just tried to exercise, exercise quality control you know because people if you give the, it's one thing that's hurt reggae in Australia like they sell on TV they sell these um, like box set 40 biggest reggae hits and it'll have like culture club on it boy George on it there's you know People, if people see that, they see the ad on TV and they go, that's reggae? I didn't know, and they go, I don't want that, I'm, I don't like reggae. But it's because they're getting the wrong impression, they're getting the wrong idea, they're not getting real reggae. I so see what you're talking about. Definitely. So that's, that's why we've, 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 we've got a policy, if, if it gets played on commercial radio in Australia, like Shaggy, 
or Maxi Priest, we generally won't play it because, you know, if it's already getting a play, then it doesn't need me to play it. No. I've got to play the underrepresented yeah. stuff. I understand what you're saying. I would like to be somebody to recognize in all Australia more in my label. Mm. It might be one day, never know, it might grow that somebody who will be, will be interested for even this troublesome record yeah. in Australia for Black Scarf. Yeah, well, like I said, I wanna, I'm interested in that myself. Well, I'm we'll here. Yeah, yeah I, you know, you never know who might can do big things. Yeah. If I know my name, I have a lot of, I have so many things here. I have so many albums, so many music here. I know, I know. I mean, the real thing, I mean, I mean like computer, I mean, the real acoustic yeah. reggae music. I have reggae, I have dancehall. Yeah. But I know so if I get to the real link with somebody who are, and that's why you want to set up a good distribution. Yeah, but yeah and I'm also interested in the idea of, you know, licensing stuff for Australia. Oh, if I, I put out my own compilation, Ready you know, for with all the, black Scorpio music. Yeah, man. I have a lot, man. Yeah. A lot of what you can do, man. We can do a worry. I need to, that's why I need to get, I need to start getting information so I can sit down and yeah. look at the price, budget, and start working on things. Don't work with you. Don't worry. But just to get... But you don't want to lose the track, so... Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, well, speaking of record sales, how do, how do sales compare, like, for dancehall versus the more roots rhythms, you know? Well, put it this way, a dancehall will sell in a quick manner, like you would sell a quick two, three thousand. Yeah. But a good roots music will ever sell and mm. continue selling. So at the end of the day, it's gonna last longer. Yeah. It might not sell as fast, but a, a good roots music will sell in Europe. That's why I make roots. I don't really make dancehall music that much, yeah. you know, to be honest. I mostly make my roots. No, I have a good market anywhere in Europe, you know, anywhere over South Germany. My, yeah. my label is very, very recognizable. So I try to make the sound what I can sell. Yeah. Now, what I would really love sometimes is people like you guys, the real radio man who can promote me mm. and promote my sound. Because if I make a dance already, man, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I don't make my money off it. Right. I just try to help an artist. Most of these dance are really what I make it to most help artists. Right. I don't have a, I don't have a dance hall really buying, you know, I, I don't make that money out of it. No, honestly. Right. All my, it's like what you talk about Angel Rhythm and them things, that them things me make my money out of it. Live on with them, them with them, the people who buy them from them, do the salad, them people. Yeah. It's so. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, and, 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 and with me, when I make a rhythm like that, I sure I can sell a quantity. But when I make a dance hall rhythm, the, the, you know, my buying audience mm. is very low. If I'm most dance hall rhythm is just New York and Jamaica and a little part of England. It's yeah. not really much, we can tell you that. But you see the real roots music, it go France, wide, it go yeah. France all Africa. over, everywhere. People just have to take up that. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And at least we get more recognized and people more, you know, look at my label more distant. And I, I think my name called even more upon a higher level than yeah. the, the little dancer. When they see me come out with dancer, like, I don't even want to look for that. Except for my, uh, my clients in my regular mind is Europe are, to be honest, that is where we get my little food from, really. Same. So, you know. I really make sound for them people that really right. Well, what do you think um, the the future of 
of reggae is, is in terms of the medium. Like, do you think the seven-inch single is that going to keep going? I hope it will. I, I don't want to see CDs replace vinyl. Ah, look, I tell you something. You you know, they will never get out seven-inch because let me tell you, it's the CD thing too. I want to tell you this from now. Continue getting the seven-inch and keep them a treasure. Yeah, I do. When you see the CD, yeah. The people them have them common and cheap. It's like when you tell me when you have a CD and people them look fire good enough for them, it's like it now value nothing. Mm. I think the CD thing get too much too cheap and bottles are copied. It just too you know it's not yeah. enough, enough and the value not there. Yeah. I will never start I would have tell you this. Try get every song where you have as a radio this job for your father for I you know, and hug them up I and do. clear them. Okay. And when you say like one scratch man, you wipe it off and pack it there in your catalogue. Yeah. But when you take out one of the good players from people like you take out gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you take out a CD, mm -hmm. CD coming like it worth nothing now. Yeah, well, to a 45, to be honest, even right now upon the sound system, it's like if you play a CD to a 45, you might respect the record itself more than the CD. Yeah, that's a, with our sound system we play, on the radio I play CDs, yeah, yeah, sound play. system, pure, pure 45. But people don't want to see that, when you go to not that, that audience, they don't want to see that, but yeah. no, people don't want, I think the vinyl is going to stand up as I'm, I would have called it now, uh, where did I put that now? You know, put it like a treasure, it, it, I, I, I think it's going to come right back. I, I tell you honest truth. Yeah. I sell more for the five more and see that. I don't want to make CD. If I see you come like a young man when it's done. Mm. Yeah. Before 45s, yeah. they, they get character, you know, personality. Yeah. Each one has an individual label. label you know. uh, CD, or they all look the same. You know. one, one CD, I have one 40 song. Oh man, yeah, man, that is that, man. Yeah. So, how, how do you see. How do you see the industry overall like progressing in the future? Can you see the the way the music's going to head, or no way of telling? Or? Well, yes, you know, uh, 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 my my whole idea. I think it, you know, once I always say this: once the artists and the producers then put them head down together and put the right, I mean, I, I always say the right music and the right lyrics to the song out there, I think it will get better because I don't see where Bob Marley ever get worse. His name still calling more and more. Mm. And I think it's because of the good work that he's done. And if we get back and start to do some good work, reggae will always move in. Mm. But if we don't really shape upon what we're doing, then it will fall. But I don't see where it's going to fall as long as the whole system get back in line and the right direction mm. because both the government of Jamaica I think they're supposed to take up this music at the ice level from school early school days to teach the kids them you know let them know listen mm. this is our heritage this is one of our heritage. This, yeah. this, this music business there is you know this can build us this can build Jamaica yeah no, we could cherish it. We don't want to mash it down. Mm. Well, Anything we, we wouldn't be in Jamaica. Right, the arms of the this just this just like that. Yeah. So you know, we need to continue doing the best for it. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. I will always do my best for reggae, yeah, both dancehall and reggae music, as long as I am alive. And I tell my son, 
I would just like him continue the work and try to do the right thing. Mm. So, you know, there's no hopes of me saying it's going to be, you know, I don't, I, I would never say, you know, I say it's going to be falling down or getting worse. And don't forget worse or fall down, I think it's the way the people behind it. And this is music, and if we spread the right message in music, the Bible said music alone shall live. So music is something that's here to stay, music is life. Music is life. <laughs> so we just need to do the right approach and the right thing. And this is say reggae, make you be here. Yeah. The whole world is taking on to this little thing near reggae. It created from Jamaica. This is just dynamic island on the map. And, and, and we're getting this big thing, this huge thing. Yeah. Out of it, I lift me up to Bob Marley every day because I personally go a place like France and I took up a father five with a Bob Marley and I said, This is our hero in Jamaica. I mean, but I call him here every time he put on it and the whole place we're up. I said, Look there, <laughs> the whole. <laughs> so. The music so powerful, man, and you know, we just need to just have it on the positive end, and we care around. And you know, I think it's going, it's going, it's going, it, we, we, I see where it, it must change to the positive side, right? it must, it cannot go to the negative side, right? not doing the country no good. And even the little serious approach that the government that they was asking me, take against the guy that was cursing on the stage. No, you know, it well if it's so if it's turned from the right level then we have to agree with it mm. because we need it for cleanup. Right. But as I'm saying we still need to separate session like you have a dance for the young kids and you have one for the big yeah. yeah. And then now that one, you know, you have to be like that. Mm. You have a club where people dance naked. No kids are going to yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when, in Australia, the way it works is if they sell alcohol at a place, kids can't kids go in. Kids can't go in. They have to see them too. So, yeah. All right. Well, is, um, are there any other messages you'd like to pass on to the Australian massive? Yeah, well, I mean, I could say to the Australian people, I mean, that pleasure for most of them to take on to reggae. I love that. And, you know, we know, as I mean, me especially as a producer in Jamaica, will always support... I mean, any angle in the world, people who love reggae, anything I can do to bring more support to it, I will. And you know, they can just keep us supporting it, and I'm one of the man who will try to make the right music for them. Yes. You understand me? To really dance to and keep the vibe flowing. And you know, for big up our street, I know them are taking reggae. Big time to big up to them people. Eh? Why, you know? And make a, a more to the more, more to more. I will need it. Yeah, man. Respect. Yes, sir. All right, yeah, Jack yeah. Scorpio. Thank yes, you man. very much for joining me yeah, on Chantown Babylon. It's yeah, Chantown Babylon. <laughs> that yes, name, sir. big, big, big. Yeah. yeah All right. That that's wicked. That'll come up. Beautiful. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Great interview, that man. Yeah. Thing, man. Yeah. And, um, Give thanks. You know, you, you don't know what jam is. Yeah, I know Jamie's. I haven't been there or anything, but... Okay, you talked to him? No, no, I haven't talked to him. But okay. I'd, I'd love to check it out. Yeah, I'd, where's, I've got his studio written down somewhere. Yeah. It's Kingston 11. 11, so a Waterhouse. I, I heard that's a tough, tough area, Waterhouse. Yeah, some sort of way, yes, but, you know, yeah. now, yeah, yeah. now, you know, 
go away. You drive. No, we we took we got a bus from Ochi and then we got a cab from the hotel to here. I went to meet them one. This is how I get to meet gentlemen. Meet them. Yeah. Yes, and I met up the guy named Scarfia. was a white Scarfia, the guy who white managed Scorpio. white who managed um is um, the managed gentleman man, he worked okay. with gentleman, that guy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah print it there. And me and him muck up from that I threw me in black scarf and then white scarf yeah. and so then him I bring gentleman come, then invite gentleman, get gentleman in touch with um I mean like, Keep it and invite yeah. him, you know. Not for the man in Lucia, not for the man who will get involved with me, cause all in Morgan Heritage. Morgan Heritage. Right now, I'm going to tune out with him and I'm going to sing the woman tune, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tune out with him and I'm going to release it. But you know, yeah, man. Gentlemen, he's a inspiration for me because I, I do a bit of singing myself and I heard that and you know I never thought but then I heard him and I thought you know maybe I could maybe I should try and so when I get back to Australia I'm gonna start doing singing lessons and yeah man you have a tune which tune you have them you have them which tune I've got I've got his I've got the album the um the full album oh yeah the album yeah and I've got got a bunch of sevens as well Jack Scorpio speaking to me from his office above Black Scorpio Recording Studios in Kingston 2002. In case you're wondering, I did do a few singing lessons after I got back from Jamaica, but I wasn't super into it, and it didn't really go anywhere. I was pretty amused by the discussion about vinyl versus CDs in that interview. We clearly had no idea about the upheaval that MP3s would bring to the industry later in the decade, much less the transition to online streaming. I'm pretty sure none of us saw that one coming. Black Scorpio has been pretty much dormant for the last decade. He had even taken down the sign the last time I went past it. But if you're ever in Kingston and need a place to stay, Jack has turned some of the rooms above the studios into guest accommodation and he rents them out for a pretty reasonable rate. It's certainly an experience to stay there and worth it just to meet the big man himself, I reckon. That's it for another episode. Thanks as always to those who support the podcast on Patreon. In particular, Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, Ben Comerford, Todd Solomon, John from Champion Sound and Tom Tanuki. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please check the Patreon link in the show notes. This is ultimately a labour of love, but it's nice to get something back for the time I put into it, and there are some incentives there as well, including best of download compilations to go with each episode. If you're not in a position to become a patron, you can still support the podcast by giving it a good review on whatever podcast platform you use, and by letting others know about it. Feel free to hit me up with any questions or comments also. You can email me at jesse at chantdown.com or find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash jessei or on Instagram at morefireblaze. Thanks for listening. Eyes as every time. <laughs>